eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Diving, diving deep, deep, diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General John McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. Um, all right, John, you ready for some for real with the gazes? Let's do it. All right, every Thursday episode, I read several sentences to John. If he agrees with the sentiment expressed in those sentences, he says that is for real, and then explains why. If he disagrees and he thinks that. Uh, the sentence is silly. I'm off my rocker. It's just purely false, counterfeit. He says, Bugazi. Bugazi. It's Italian for fake, counterfeit, or Sean is a moron. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's get to it here, John. Let's start with, we mentioned Will Anderson. Will Anderson's odds for defensive rookie of the year in one week have gone from 14 to 1 down to plus 140, which means you bet 100 bucks, you win 140 bucks. Whereas last week, you bet 100 bucks on Will Anderson, you'd have won 1400 bucks. So they've gone like that game against Denver was a massive shift. Plus, Jalen Carter hasn't done much lately. He's been the odds on favorite. So the two man race now is Jalen Carter, still the favorite, and Will Anderson plus 140. John, for real or for Gazy, Will Anderson Jr. is going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year this year. I think that's for real. And one reason is now, Carter is going against the Cowboys. It's going to be a tremendous TV audience. There'll be a lot of people watching it, taping it. And if he has a big game against Dak Prescott and the Cowboy running game, he'll get a lot of attention. But if Will Anderson Jr. goes to New Jersey and he has anything near what he's had in the last couple of games, next week he might be favored. John, if C.J. Stroud wins Offensive Rookie of the Year, which he's going to, he's already basically clinched yeah. the award. Um, Will Anderson Jr. wins defensive rookie of the year. That to me clinches executive of the year for Nick Casario. If you draft the offensive rookie of the year 
and the defensive rookie of the year and do it in such a bold. By the way, the last team I think to do that was the Jets last year, Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson. And I'm assuming I, I don't know if Joe Douglas won executive of the year last year or not. I just know that the moves Nick made on draft night got so much attention because of where those picks were like up at the tippy tippy top of the draft. And the Will Anderson Jr. move was so controversial for people who couldn't believe that the Texans were giving up their own first round pick in that deal. That, John, that because a quarterback is involved and an edge rusher is involved, that goes down as one of, if not the most transformative days in the history of any franchise in the NFL, where you drafted the offensive and defensive rookies of the year at quarterback and edge rusher. And by the way, the quarterback wasn't just offensive rookie of the year. He's having the greatest season of any offensive of any rookie quarterback, maybe in the history of the game. It reminds me of when the Bears drafted Gail Sayers and Dick Butkus. Yeah, Both think about that, how long game, ago that was. <laughs> but neither played in a playoff game. I think Nick's already got locked up. I think the guy – we're talking about playoffs for that last game against Indy. We could be talking about coach of the year between Miko Ryans and Shane Steichen. Could be talking about executive of the year between Nick Casario and and uh, uh, Chris Ballard because he signed Gardner Minshew. He got yeah. Zach Moss. He made a lot of good moves. So that game's going to be big for the playoffs. And it could be big for awards as well. All right. Um, our producer, James, tells us in the chat that uh, Brandon Bean, the Bills general manager, won executive of the year last year and that uh, he thinks that Joe Douglas finished uh, finished second. So there you go. Um, I think Nick clinches it. If if you got the offensive and defensive rookie of the year, the way they went up and did that, and one of them's a quarterback, you're executive of the year, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm um, worried right. that if they lose to the Colts and they don't make the playoffs, then everybody will be pushing Steichen. I've already heard Maybe. a lot of people talking about Steichen, even though they've beaten bad teams to get to yeah. this point. But uh, that, that last game is going to be big. But they got to keep winning to make it big. Yep, no doubt. All right, John, let's keep it moving. The, the Texans play the Jets this week, and we know there's all sorts of drama swirling around the Jets quarterback position, and clearly some people inside the building are saying things to reporters, including Diana Rossini of The Athletic, about Zach Wilson and his stance on whether or not he even wants to be a Jet anymore. Who is leaking this? Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show and talked about all the chicken bleep going on behind the scenes with the New York Jets. John, for real or for gazy? Aaron Rodgers is actually the mole that's leaking things to the media about Zach Wilson. <laughs> Fugazi. <laughs> uh, I heard Rich Zamini has covered him forever on uh, NFL radio say it wasn't it. Wilson went to Sala and said, I don't want to play. He said he probably was talking to a player or a position coach about, about what's in store for the rest of the year in the offseason. And then it got out somehow. And it's, it is terrible. It's made him look horrible. And he can't get out of there soon enough. It's amazing when you think Zach Wilson, like C.J. Stroud, was the second overall pick in the draft. Yep, it's incredible. Just it's, a, I think it works both ways too, John. It's not only for teams about what year you get that second pick and make sure the quarterback's there. I think it works both ways. Having read the article in the Athletic yesterday that Rossini and Joe Person collaborated on to talk about all the dysfunction behind the scenes in Carolina with Bryce Young, you read that article. And granted, it's 20 people inside the building that are probably dishing with their own agendas in mind to paint this picture of dysfunction, largely due to Dave Tepper at the very top of the food chain, the owner. But I think it works the same way for quarterbacks. Like C.J. Stroud is so lucky he didn't go first overall to Carolina, that he did come here to Houston where 
the McNairs finally got it right, you know, with who should be the chain of command here with Nick as the GM and D'Amico as the coach and let D'Amico go assemble his staff and that Nick let D'Amico go assemble his staff and, and, and that they seem to be collaborating very, very well. Um, you know, you just listen to CJ talk about the relationship he has with Bobby Slowick. And I read that article about Carolina and Bryce Young and just how dis, how just disjointed and how many different agendas and backstabbing were going on, even within the coaching staff. And if I'm Bryce Young, I'm going, God, I wish I'd just fallen to number two in the draft and I'd be playing over there. And he'd be, I don't think he'd be CJ Stroud, but he would be a much better player playing here for Bobby Slowick and D'Amico Ryans than the garbage that's going on in Carolina right now. Yeah, and CJ wouldn't be nearly as good playing for the Panthers Correct. without talent and with that kind of backstabbing coaches uh, uh, helping him in his first season as a quarterback. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's let's uh, let's keep the thing going here for Real or Fugazi. John, tonight the Pittsburgh Steelers host the New England Patriots in a game where the, the betting total on the points for this game between the two teams, I've never seen this before. 29 and a half on an NFL game tonight. I've never seen a game. I've never seen an NFL game under 30. I hadn't seen a college game under 30 until Kirk Ferentz started doing his stuff this year that he's been doing in Iowa. The betting total is 29 and a half. Steelers already fired their offensive coordinator this year. The offensive coordinator for the Patriots is one William O'Brien. John, for real or for gazy, Bill O'Brien's next move is back to college. I think that's for real. They brought him in there to fix Mac Jones. He hadn't been able to do it. Jones has been even worse. There were people saying he might replace Bill Belichick, which was never an option. But uh, it was it's a bad situation. He goes Bryce Young to two years. Bryce Young looked great. Maybe, maybe the Panthers will hire OB as the offensive coordinator for Bryce Young. What do you think about that? Uh, John, Bryce Young had his most successful season as a football player with Bill O'Brien as his offensive. Won the Two damn Heisman. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense the way they operate over there. You never know. Tepper might make them do it. Oh my God, dude, that would be, that would be so delightful. Dropping O'Brien into that environment that I was reading about on the athletic yesterday with that guy as the owner. Uh, good luck. That would be uh, that'd be a whole lot of fun. Um, John, uh, next one, David Carr on the NFL network earlier this week with the Cowboys and Eagles game coming up this weekend said that right now, right now, maybe for the next couple games, Marcus Mariota gives the Eagles a better chance to win than MVP candidate Jalen Hurts. John Farilla Fugazi, David Carr got this one right. Fugazi, everybody in the country <laughs> says he's absolutely nuts. I've seen I've seen some things about him on social media by former players, former executives. Everybody is killing David Carr. I don't know in what world that anybody would think Mariota is a better gives the gives the Eagles a better chance to win than Jalen Hurts, even if Hurts is hurt. <laughs> David Carr is cutting through on the NFL Network, John. That's what he's doing. There's a lot of former players there. It's a lot of muck you got to cut through of former players to really make your mark with your opinions. David Carr did that yesterday. Vontae, I saw the only one I saw of former players, Vontae Leach retweeted the video of it. And was like, bro, you couldn't even remember the plays when I was your teammate in 2006. <laughs> this is the most attention he's got since he set the NFL record getting sacked. Yeah, absolutely. Times. Absolutely. All right, John, a few more uh, non-Texans, non-football. Um, the NBA in-season tournament has the semifinals tonight and the finals on Saturday. John, for real or for Gazy, the NBA in-season tournament is dumb. 
I agree. I think it is. Now, a lot of people Stupid. may like it. I just haven't oh. latched on to it. You know, the courts look like they're better suited for ice capades. But, you know, I'm just an old fogey who likes tradition. But I don't like it when soccer takes players off to have tournaments in the middle of the season. And I'm just glad they count the games. But players have a chance to make more money. We all know they're going to the poorhouse as it is. Yeah, right. I so know. Fans like it fine, but I don't. Well, the idea is, I, I actually, Sean Bajani and I talked about this when he was substituting for Seth last week one day, and he actually had a good idea. He's like, you know, I would actually care about this if it materially affected the standings. Like the winner of the in-season tournament gets, you know, like either some sort of tiebreaker for the standings when the postseason Automatic rolls around. playoff bid. Or something like that. Maybe not that extreme, but maybe like you pick up two games in the standings or something like that. Like whatever, whatever your record, let's say your record at the end of the year is – it, what's it, 82 games? It's 42 and 40. Really, you get treated like your record was 44 and 40 or something like that. You know, like some sort of bonus couple of wins in the standings. I would be into that. Or if they started letting, uh, you know, the winning team, their season ticket holders get a 10% discount on their season tickets or something. Like I could care less that any of the Rockets would be making another half a million bucks. That doesn't affect me at all. Um, but if there was something that affected either the regular season or the postseason and so the real postseason in some way or affected me monetarily, well, then I'm in. I'm, I'm all for it. I think some teams are so bad they shouldn't have been allowed in the tournament. Like Detroit's lost 18 or 17 in a row. Yeah. And I know the Spurs are awful despite Victor Wimbanyama and people want to see him. But to me, get them out of there. Let's just see the good teams. Yeah, I'm glad you listed those two teams because, like you mentioned, they had the the – Pistons drafted Kate Cunningham, number one overall, a couple years ago in the Jalen Green draft. Wemby was the, the huge news. Um, big credit to Ime Udoka. I know they haven't won a road game yet this year. They're nine and one at home, zero and eight on the road. Baby steps, I suppose. But that that the Rockets, that Ime Udoka has gotten the Rockets out of that rut of young teams that just never learn how to win at all. You know that they're winning only at home right now. I'll take it because they weren't winning anywhere the last three years. I think every fan would take a 500 record, go ahead and win every home game, lose all the road games. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. 100%. That lands you probably in that little play-in tournament that you got at the end of the season, that 7 through 10 thing. That's a tournament I'm okay with, the little play-in thing. I, I, I kind of like that. I'm down with that. All right, John, two more. Um, uh, let's see. Um, oh, Martin Maldonado. He's gone now. Uh, the, the Astros signed Victor uh, Caterini, a backup catcher. So that the writing now on the wall, Martin Maldonado will be gone. Several of his teammates posting tributes to him on social media over the last couple of days. Very touching stuff. Um, the fans not quite as emotionally moved in, a, in that sort of way about Martin Maldonado. A lot of Astro fans saying, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you uh, on his way out here. Um, John, for real or for Gazy, Martin Maldonado's unfair treatment by Astro fans is Dusty Baker's fault. Uh, yeah, for playing him, I agree. Yes. And, uh, one of the things I saw was very interesting. You know, I had heard that Maldi won a one-year contract, come back as a back backup and a mentor. 
Chandler Rome wrote that they were worried that if you got him here, Fromber and Verlander, those pitchers would just insist on him catching them, and that's not what they want to do. And that's why they got the guy from Milwaukee. They say he's a switch hitter. He's played some other positions. I don't want him to play other positions. I want him to play catcher behind Diaz, be a mentor to him, and help Diaz take that next step. And, boy, the biggest thing Joe Espada's got to do and the pitching coaches, because I, I saw the statistical breakdown, they were among the worst in the league. At, at getting the ball to home plate quicker so the catchers could throw people out. They were terrible at holding runners, and that's the biggest area improvement. One of the biggest areas improvement this this staff has got to make under Spotted. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I and, and the, I, I totally believe that sentiment. That, I mean, that's one of the things I was saying when it was intimated that Martin could come back. I'm like, no, you got to make a clean cut. Because they, you, you got pitchers. It's going to turn into a thing. That was one of the biggest storylines with this team last year and with Dusty last year was just how Yiner Diaz was misused and Martin Maldonado was trotted out there seemingly every game, even though all of his skills had diminished. Hitting, catching, throwing runners out, all those things had had diminished. So I wholeheartedly agree with that. John, it would be like you get a divorce and your wife is still living in the apartment above the garage or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, no. You need to move to another state, okay? <laughs> um, all right, last one, John. Uh, Taylor Swift was named the most intriguing person of 2023 by People Magazine. If they did the same list for sports, People Magazine, um, if People Magazine did the same list for sports, the most intriguing person of 2023 would be Coach Prime. Fugazi! I would pick Aaron Rodgers over Coach Prime okay, because okay. – Rodgers has been in the news all year round. Yeah. He's on national TV. Coach Prime got Sportsman of the Year for Sports Illustrated. It was just ridiculous after going four and eight. It's like they make the decision in September. But Rodgers is a weekly, daily thing around yeah. the country. I would have put him in there as the most intriguing. Okay. Well, there you go. It's a good that, – that is a fair argument, John. That was a fun for Real or Fugazi. Very spirited. Yeah. By the way. Yeah, the Yankees get Juan Soto in a oh, trade yeah. probably for a year. Yep, and people are oh boy, he's putting the Yankees over the top back in the playoffs. You know what? He played with a much more talented team in San Diego. He had Cy Young Award winner. He had a great relief pitcher. He had a great city, a great stadium, sellout crowds. They cheered him like crazy, and they didn't even make the playoffs. Yeah. And the Yankees, I don't know when it came to their top, top prospects. They're going to be great to watch this year. And some people think that they have a side deal worked out with Scott Boris, that they know what they're going to pay him. I don't buy it. Boris is going to want him to go on the market, and he's going to want him to take the most money. But it'll be fun to watch them this year and see how much Aaron Judge gets hurt trying to patrol center field at Yankee Stadium. Man, John, my analogy that I made on the show today with Seth on Payne and Pendergast was the Yankees have the Yankees have evolved into the baseball version of the Chargers to me, which is you look, you go, boy, they got a lot of big names on this team. They got a lot of talented players. They sure do put a lot of guys in the All-Star game or the Pro Bowl. Um, and boy, it seems like, you know, like there's a lot of expectations on this. This is the year they're going to break through. You know, like this is the year. And then not only do they not break through, but they seem to do they seem to not break through in the most ridiculous and disappointing ways possible for teams that are that talented. Um, 
and as a result, they're not scary to me. Like the Chargers are never scary to me, even though they've got Justin Herbert, who people think is a top five. Like Justin Herbert is the Aaron Judge in all this. Like you got Aaron Judge, who's people tout as the greatest, you know, one of the greatest hitters in baseball today. And yet not only does do, does the productivity not, not match up with the team's success, but the body of work in the post, like we've only seen Herbert in one postseason game and he coughed up a 27-0 lead to second-year quarterback Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So the, uh, tell me, John, does my analogy hold up for you that the Yankees are the chargers of Major League Baseball? Yeah, but one thing, at least Herbert's on the field. Judge is hurt every year. Then his yeah. contract year, he stays healthy. Then he gets his more than $400 million, and he's hurt again. Yep. And having everything I've read about, there are questions about him playing center field because Soto's awful in the outfield and they say yeah. it's it's easier to play right field at Yankee Stadium than left field. Alex Verdugo, who they just traded for with the Red Sox, will play left. But man, what I'd, I'd like to see an over under on Aaron Judge injuries uh, in games that he misses because of injuries. Mm, I bet you can get that action somewhere, John. And if you can't, call me. I'll I'll take your action if you want to. I'll, I'll come up with a number. I'll, I'll text you a number, John. We'll come up with with some little friendly little uh, little wager. I the thing I do like about this this feels like the Yankees again. You know what I mean? Like this big deal, big news. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, winner I hate meeting. the Yankees. Yeah, I hate the Yankees. Right, a winter meeting, huge trade where they're trading seven guys to get the biggest name young player bat that you can get on your team. I, I, that part I enjoy very much because I don't think it's going to work. 